My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Britt here today. We have a very exciting guest coming on to the show, Charlie Day. So Charlie Day is the CEO of Charlie Day Sales, where she helps entrepreneurs scale their businesses to the next level. She's also the host of the Entrepreneurial Growth Club podcast. Super excited for today, you guys. You know, I'm going to go ahead and allow Charlie Day, you know, to fill in those gaps and, you know, tell us a little bit about her story and how she got to the success she has today. Thanks for coming on the show, Charlie. How's it going? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm it's a pleasure. Super excited. Me too. Awesome. Well, we're off, we're off to a great start for our Monday. And Charlie, why don't we just go ahead and, you know, dive into a bit of your story. Tell us how you got to where you are today. Okay. So um, I have always been uh, an entrepreneur. There's a running joke in my family that I've never had a real job. Um, But in truth, I have just always like wanted to run my own business. So I started my first business when I was 21. Um, I've built three multi six figure businesses from the ground up. And this is my fourth one. And I just absolutely love it. And um, I'll be honest, I was not always good at sales. This was not something that was super easy for me in the beginning. But um, I realized really early on that sales is the driving blood behind any business. And actually, if you are going to survive, then you're going to have to be concentrating on the sales in your business. So I figured that out really early and I made a commitment to myself that I was going to get amazing at sales. And that's exactly what I did. And now I get to do it as a job. And I just talk about sales and help um, people grow and scale their businesses by growing the sales in their business. Love it. Well, I love what you're doing. Super exciting. I mean, starting your own business at 21 is huge. Um, And now you're onto your fourth, like, incredible and being six, all of them six figures or above. So I love the sounds of that. Congratulations. That's incredible. Now I want to kind of dive, I guess we kind of know where you're at with your business today, your fourth business. Now, what is your secret sauce to sales and teaching it to others? Tell us a little bit about that. So I always say to everybody, if you're not already, you should be focusing 80% of your efforts on the sales in your business. I I think that a lot of people don't do that, but actually when you sit down and think about it, if we don't have any sales, we don't actually have a business at all. It's the lifeblood of our business. So it's really, really important. And sales start for me from the very moment a potential client or customer finds out about you. Um, so from that point of inquiry, all the way through the process of working 
with you. So you've got to think about your messaging, what you're putting out there to draw people in, how you're speaking to them, how you're stopping them and getting their attention, right from how you're going to close the deal and are you following up with them and how you're going to upsell to them. Every single thing needs to be thought out. Um, so often what I find even with big businesses is that sales are, are just happening but they aren't actually guiding them to happen and having a clear process where actually they're in control of the sales in their business because they know exactly how many inquiries they're going to have and how many sales that's going to make for them and therefore how much money they're going to turn over this year and therefore what they can invest in and all of those things like sales are so important. 100%. Now, in regards to sales, you know, you said, you know, you think sales start from the moment of the first inquiry. Now, how many touch points until, I don't know if you have a normal amount of touch points until the sale is, you know, closed. Can we go through those touch points and how, you know, how much, um, I guess, what the impact is like on every touch point until the close, uh, the deal is closed and how you go about that? Sure. So I know that the um, average lead takes seven follow-ups to turn into a sale. And I think that, you know, normally when I start working with people, if they're following up three times, they're doing well. There's people out there who don't follow up at all, or they'll just follow up once. And if we know that the average person, the average person takes seven follow-ups, we should really be committing to like 11 or 12. So for me, um, that's really important. And it's really important that we think about that from the, mo the moment of inquiry. We want to start a conversation. That needs to be our first um, point, you know, in whatever way that is. It might be automation. It might be en masse. I'm not saying you're going to have that touch point with every single customer. You might, you might not. But um what I think is really, really important is that we we start conversations. What I see a lot of people doing is just going in for the sale. Now, is that as a relationship, yeah, absolutely. And as consumers, we hate that, right? I always say to my absolutely. clients, about what you love think about where you love spending your money and then just try and be like those companies because you know when it's our business we're like oh my gosh I'm so desperate I want to make the sale but actually we want that customer who's come into our funnel we want them to stay we want them to buy but not only that we want them to buy time and time again and become raving fans who shout about us on social media and bring more people in so actually when that inquiry comes in it's like gold not only are they going to spend money with us but they're going to bring in more people to spend more money so that process needs really thinking about and for me it looks like spending some time building and nurturing that relationship and creating real relationships you know sometimes I'll say you're not ready to work with me why don't you go and work with this person or why don't you try this product and I think that that is a trait of a really good salesperson if you're willing to send people off um, if they are not the right person then they're going to come back when they are the right person or they're going to send other people your way because you've acted with integrity um, so that's one thing that I think we should do and the only way we can do that is if we really get to know them understand their problems understand their wants and needs um, and then move them through our process I see customers as onions okay 
stick with me. They're onions. And we've got to unpeel all the layers to find out what's at the center of the onion. Because so often when you're in a sales scenario and you ask people questions, they give you a very basic answer. But the best salespeople will uncover the onion to see what's in the middle rather than just chopping it open. So it's about asking questions, asking more questions, asking questions again, until you feel like you really know why do they want to buy this? Why is it important to them? What problem does it solve? And at that point, you can go in with the clothes. A hundred percent. Like, I love how you, you know, compared it to an onion. It's so true. You know, so many people, so many salespeople just go in for the pitch, you know, and they don't peel those layers. They don't ask questions or the right questions. And they're more in it for just the sale. And you had mentioned as well is, you know, if this person isn't a fit for you, you're, you are willing to let them know, you know, you might be better off going in this direction. And I think that is huge because yeah, you could probably make a sale to them at times, but if they're not a fit, they're not a fit. So I love the fact that you're open to being like, you know what, you might be a better fit over here. Try that out. And because that has to be a fit for both of you, you know, Mm -hmm. and if you're not just in it for the money for the sale, then that makes you an incredible salesperson, you know, peeling those layers figuring out whether it would be a fit for them. What do they really need? What is the pain and the chokeholds? What, what solution are they looking for? You know, and really understanding that is huge. Yeah. I mean, I've had people who've come to me before and actually when you dig in sales, isn't their problem. They've got loads of sales coming in, but they just don't have the right systems and processes in place. And therefore they need to work with someone else to grow and scale their business. Then they might come back to me and and I'll sort out. So I have other providers that I work with because I often see people need mindset help, but they think they need sales. People need marketing help, but they think they need sales. People need Mm -hmm. business strategy, but they think they need sales. So you can pinpoint them to whatever they need. And I think that that's the right thing to do. That's what I would want as a consumer. And and that's what I always think with my sales process. What would I want? That's what I'm going to offer to my customers. I love it. Yeah. And also, like you said, they can, they will come back later now because they trust you. They trust like, you know, you're not just in it for the sale. And um, I mean, referrals and everything will come along with that when you treat them the right way and serve with integrity. So love what you're doing. So tell me a little bit about, you know, your client, uh, I guess, how do you um, go about your client acquisition and getting, um, you know, the right people, the right fit people to work with you? So besides, I know how you peel the layers and everything, but do you have a certain strategy to get them like to get more leads? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So this business um, that I'm running now happened completely by accident. Um, Basically, back in 2020, I was getting people ask me all the time because the last business that I ran, I franchised and it's an international franchise. So um, I was getting loads of people ask me, well, how did you do that, Charlie? Like, can I sit down and have coffee? Can I take you out for lunch and pick your brains? And I was loving it. Like, I love talking about business. So I'm like, yeah, I'll go out for all the coffees, all the lunches. I'm here for them all. Um, but then it got <laughs> to the point where like my actual job were like, you know, you need to be here sometime. So I thought to myself, I'm going to create a Facebook group because actually if this person knew this person and this person knew this person like we could all learn from each other so I I made a Facebook group called the Entrepreneurs Growth Club um I think it was actually just called Charlie Day in the beginning because I didn't know what I was doing um but 
at the end of the first week, I had 20, uh, 250 people in there and I just loved it. Like everyone was talking to each other and like exchanging stories and stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like my favorite place to hang out. And then how's this? I set my business up on the 2nd of March, 2020. And by the 18th of March, the UK was in a lockdown because of COVID. Mm. And suddenly this whole community became like my lifeline. Like I would get up every day and I would like do a live on how to stay positive and how to pivot your business and all of those things. And so I built this community um, online and now I've gone on to build loads of communities in loads of different places. Um, And that's when I realized that actually there's so many businesses out there who really need help with their sales. So for me, um, social media is a huge part of my strategy. I mean, I work from home. I do everything from home. My last three businesses, they were guerrilla marketing and like face-to-face and mail mergers and all of that. But now I'm in the lucky position that all of my business is online. So social media, email marketing. Um, I still do do some like guerrilla marketing just because I'm an old fashioned sort of a gal and I like that stuff. And I also say to people, you know, you need to do what other people aren't doing. And if you're prepared to, you know, get out and go to your local networking event, go and have conversations with people, give out flyers at the school gates or whatever. Um, If you do things that other people aren't prepared to do, it's going to make you stand out from the crowd. So in short, I will do whatever I need to get leads in the top of my funnel. (laughs) Anything. (laughs) I love it. And I mean, you mentioned stand out from the crowd. That's so huge because so many times where people are following what everyone else is doing. Well, they did it. So it must work for me. It doesn't matter. Like stand out from the crowd, do what you want to do. Try what you want to try, you know, uh, love it. So let's talk a bit about the book. I mean, it's so exciting. Can I dive, go ahead and dive right into the book. I, I, I want to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah, so I had it on my goals list. I write out my goals every single day and I had it on my goals list that I wanted to write a book, but I had no idea how um, I was going to. And I've been writing it probably since 2019 on my goals list. And then last year I was given the opportunity to write a book on sales from, from a female entrepreneur's point of view. And I was actually really scared when I get like, I was like, oh my God, how the heck am I going to write a book? Like it's such a big project. Um, but once I had it like all mapped out and um, like the chapters and everything, I was like, this is just going to be so transformational for people who read it, who don't have a sales strategy. Um, and so another analogy for you, I always compare um, sales to flying on a plane. I like love traveling. So I I go a lot of places. I hear you. (laughs) And um, so when you first start out in, in sales, it's like you're in the economy part of the plane. You're like trying to get people's attention and no one's really listening and it's all crowded and there's loads of people there. And it's tough. It's tough to get heard in that economy section of the plane. But as you get better at selling, um, 
you can move to business class and like your seats a little bit reclined and people are coming over to you. Um, sometimes you have to get up, but generally it's less crowded and people are paying attention to you. And then the lucky ones get to move through to first class where you're like fully reclined with an eye mask on and, you know, people come up and like, oh, can I do this? Can I do this? You're like, yes, you may. But what we're all aiming for with our sales strategy is that we're flying on a private jet and people are literally like banging on the windows being like, I want to buy from you. But it's only when you step out from your private jet and you put that offer out there, that's the time when they buy and then you go back on your private jet. So I had this whole analogy that I made up and I just ran with and used to take pictures of myself traveling in various different stages of those um, four things. And so when I put my book together, I told the publishers this whole idea and they were like, I love it. Every chapter is going to be like a different part of getting on the plane and we're going to compare it to sales. And so the whole thing is like, like traveling and selling. I need your book. I love it. I'm so excited to take a look at it. This is, this is great. And I mean, you said that, well, how am I going to do this? I've, you know, never have written a book before, but you took that leap of faith and oh my gosh, I'm so glad that you did. It's incredible. And comparing it to flying this huge, I never thought of sales in that way. And now I can just, I can see what you're saying. I'm like, she is right. (laughs) So this is great. Now let's go ahead and talk a little bit about your podcast. What were your intentions behind it and where is it at today? Um, I don't, I don't know what I was thinking. I have these crazy thoughts. I really do. Um, that was another thing that was a goal on my goals list. I was like, I'd love to be a podcast host. I, I make these goals. I write them down every day and then they just materialize um, in front of my eyes. It's what happens. Everyone should write their goals down every single day. I really recommend that. Um, but yeah, I think um, one day my husband was like, you could take a course on um, on podcasting. And I was like, I didn't think I need a course. I could probably figure it out by myself. And so I was like, okay, yeah, I should probably just start figuring it out by myself then. And he bought me a podcasting mic for Mother's Day I think it was and um, we've got a little boy as well he doesn't just randomly buy me presents for Mother's Day but my little boy was like three at the time so um yeah he bought me a, a microphone and then I thought well now I've got the microphone I might as well learn how to podcast and then it's not that hard like it's not that hard to put a podcast out into the world and so I had no strategy behind my podcast whatsoever other than to fling episodes out whenever I fancied it And then I thought, well, actually on social media, you need to be really consistent and put your podcast out like consistently. So I think I'll pick a day and like put it out consistently. And then um, one day, one of my friends just messaged me been like, oh my gosh, your podcast in the top 25 business podcasts. I was like, what does that even mean? Like, I I don't even know what that means. And I went and had a look and sure enough, it was like next to like some of these amazing people who ran podcasts like Holly Tucker, I think there was there was even some like Ed Milet, like some big names next to me. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what has happened? And then I realized there's like this whole other world of like podcasting that I didn't realize. Um, And my podcast has been amazing. I've run it for two and a half years and it has opened so many doors for me and helped me make so many connections. 
um and I love it I, I'm re- I really enjoy talking as you can probably tell so like podcasting is great for me and I don't know if you find the same but I recommend everybody does a podcast because social media everyone's on social media but when you go into the podcasting the the pool is much smaller 100% agree with you there I mean the off um the connections you can make globally, it's just endless with a podcast, you know? So I think any entrepreneur should be starting a podcast. Absolutely. And I mean, for one to add value and make these connections, but also, I don't know if you find this, but does the podcast, do you use it as a lead magnet as well? I don't have my podcast as a lead magnet. No, but I mean, I have got like the first chapter of my book is one of my podcasts and that sells a lot of, um, a lot of books for me I also have yeah. three sponsors which is obviously amazing as well and it's great for the Absolutely. sponsors and also great for me so yeah it's just 100 percent. so that's what I mean like we have sponsorships people use them as a lead magnet there's so many different things you can do oh. with ha- having a podcast along yeah. with these connections that you are creating internationally so I've never thought I, of I honestly magnet. agree with you that's a really good idea Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs do use it as a lead magnet to, you know, attract their, you know, dream clientele and stuff. If the value, I mean, you can attract people using the right value, um, on your show by who knows you can do solo episodes, but there's also a lot of entrepreneurs who are doing the interviews and, you know, those people are getting interested in what they're doing. And if it's the right fit, they might make an Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.